Episode 11 of the No Chains Attached podcast. Rate and subscribe on iTunes and SoundCloud and follow us on Twitter at No Chains Pod. Um, how you guys doing? Doing good. It was, a, it, was, there, it was a good week to be Colin and Zach on this podcast. It was a good week to be Colin and Zach. But we'll get to that. Yeah, I, yeah we'll get to that. Um, I, I did a good job over the weekend of like of softening the blows I'm going to get. On this pod, because yeah, I was you, a pretty staunch Ala- behind Alabama. Um, and you said they'd win by two possessions with their backup quarterback. You also, no, I said I said <laughs> I thought that they would win by a touchdown with Mac Jones. <laughs> to be fair, um, we could go back and review the tapes, and you did say they I wouldn't score. Of, you said they wouldn't score thirty points, and they had thirty-three by halftime. <laughs> um, I said a lot of stuff that ended up being very wrong. We can get to that though. We yeah, to, there's there's a little stuff we can cover first. Um, yeah, so let's let's start let's let's start with some stuff outside of college football this week. Um, Dow's a very happy person. It's huge win Monday. The refs yeah. almost stole it from him. They did. The yeah, it was that was that was one of the only games that was not a New England game that I sat down and. It was a really good at. game. I had Seattle. Yeah. Um, by by the way, the NFL officiating is almost starting to like. It's get, not. It's really bad. It's like almost what the heck? Some of the word. It, it's like unwatchable at times. Seriously, yeah. how bad some of these calls are, it, and it's consistent. Like every single game, refs just like take over the game. It's crazy. It's. And, I mean, people have been saying the NFL is rigged for years. It's honestly, it wouldn't. It. I'm on that bandwagon. It's like this big year, conspiracy theory. It's like this year though. more than any other year. I should I should start yeah. playing the music right off the bat. Colin, we're not even two minutes in. Colin is going off I'm on conspiracy. I'm just saying, like, but I mean, NFL, it's bad. Yeah. Well, um, I I mean it, that game should have ended in regulation, but but that was a crazy game. I mean, that was the, an instant class. How about the kicker, like, absolutely stoning up and nailing nailing it in regulation, and then like, I don't I don't I I feel like the first kick is more like way more pressure than oh, the second yeah. kick. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and the second kick, Booger's just, like Booger and Joe or Joe Tessitore is like the moment was too big. They're like, <laughs> no, like the moment wasn't too big on like, the first one. It's like when you're down one in basketball and you get fouled, and there's no pressure on the first free throw. Right. All the pressure's on the second one. Yeah. So like I feel it was kind of like that. But Tessitore comes on and he's like, the moment was just too big for him, and everyone's yeah. like, Joe, you got to calm. Down. I will say, it, I mean, he's an NFL kicker. He should make it. He was signed off the street. It was a forty-eight yard. No, kick. I, I don't, I don't I mean, like. I'm mean. not saying yeah. he. Picking. Yeah, I'm not saying he should have made it, but like to say the moment was too big when he just did the yeah, exact same ridiculous. thing like two minutes earlier. Yeah. Also, Jadavion Clowney was by far the best player on that field. Yeah, he was just. I mean, he is Joe Staley's father after that game. <laughs> don't don't look now, but the team to beat in the NFC are the Seahawks. They are. So? they are. They are. He's going to win the. He's going to win the MVP. Well, Russell. I mean, if if Seattle's defensive line can get that kind of pressure on the quarterback and yeah. just force some turnovers and get some stops, they yeah. can win the Super Bowl. I I don't. Uh, I'm I'm not sold on the Niners. The Niners are that like thirteen. It's a very like Cowboys thirteen and three feel that they lose in the first round. Yeah, but that defense is really good. They do have That's a really good. good defense, and I will say they were missing their best receiver receiving threat in Kittle, George Kittle, <laughs> yeah. that yeah, play. Exactly. 
Yeah. But, I mean, Seattle's, Seattle's pass rush hadn't showed up, like, all year. And then that game, they showed up big time. Yeah. Even as an Ohio State fan, I never would have thought in a million years that Nick Bosa would be this good. He's pretty freaking that, good. Dude, they named him, like, the that's mid-season defensive MVP. You know that that's one thing a... Seattle did is totally negated him. He didn't do anything. I think that Chase Young should should take note about how this is working out for Nick Bosa. He yeah. stopped playing and now yeah. look they, they asked him if he wanted to. Gene Smith said, "Did you watch Gene Smith's interview?" I, didn't, I knew that he was, I knew he had a press conference. But I didn't. Watch so it. it was actually pretty funny. Like, um, so Ohio State recommended to the NCAA one game suspension. Yeah, and the NCAA comes back and they're like, "We're going to give you two. Mm-hmm. And the interview, the people, you know, the media are like, "Gene, are you going to like appeal it?" And yeah. he's like, "No, nah, we don't think so." And they're like. Because I mean, if it was a three or four game suspension, we'd probably appeal it. So basically, he's like, it's crooked. he's it's like, crooked. we're playing Rutgers, so we're not going to appeal it. But if yeah. this was Penn State week, we'd probably appeal it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, the the Seahawks are my team in the NFC. I like them. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, as long as Russell good. Wilson is they leading got a the tough charge. Stretch coming up here. They got bye week big because I mean, Lockett got hurt at the end of that game. He's yeah. Fine. Um, that from what it seems like, he's fine. I think they said he has like a bad leg bruise, but they yeah, said but they expect him to play. Yeah. Um, all right, we haven't talked much college basketball yet this year. Um, this will continue to ramp up, but this thing's been the Wild West so far. It has. Um, James Wiseman, Memphis, Penny Hardaway. It's bleeding over into high school now. Yeah. They might they might be stripping Penny Hardaway and James and James Wiseman's high school state championship from last year at Memphis East because for those of you that don't know, Penny Hardaway paid pretty much eleven grand to move James Wiseman's family from like Central Tennessee over to Memphis where Penny Hardaway was living about three this was about three years ago or coaching at. Um, this clearly has some ramifications for recruiting in college. Um, and apparently they have the same rules in high school uh, athletics there's, as well. I mean, there's there's sim- similar there's similar rules. So, like you can't like pretty much do the things that yeah. Memphis is doing. But just the blatant middle finger they're showing to the it's NCAA. So, so the NCAA, have so all their wins the, the NCAA yeah. has yeah. ruled James Wiseman ineligible. They did this an hour before the game Friday or th- maybe Thursday s- Thursday night. Okay, uh, was it Thursday? Friday night. night Friday night. Okay. Um, did that an hour before the game, 40 minutes before tip-off, Penny Hardaway and James Wiseman were in a Memphis courthouse yeah. before tipping, getting a temporary restraining order against the NCAA <laughs> that was granted in order for them to play. And the NCAA is, came out with a statement. We were sitting together when they came out, and I'm like, oh, my God. They're like, yeah, well, okay, you guys can play. You're liable for every issue that ends up coming with this when, when we – End it's, up going to a federal court and ruling, ruling you ineligible. So, it is so irresponsible. It is absolutely because and like Gene Smith when because it's kind of this came out the same day the Chase Young stuff came out and Gene Smith in his press conference today they were like was there any um, worry that you guys could have to vacate wins and he goes no because when we found out about it we immediately made him right. ineligible so had they known about this before yeah then yeah he would have they would have had to vacate wins if they would have like fought it and be like well you know we're still playing Chase Young right. And we'll retroactively fight this. Like those wins can be vacated, right? Yeah. Whereas all of this entire season can be vacated for Memphis at this point. And say, say because no. of what they're doing. Say yeah. he is like 11, 11 grand. Like say that's a um, he gets suspended for twenty five percent of the season. Mm-hmm. Well, they have enough talent on that team that at least in the non conference, not having Wiseman for of the thirty games they play, not having Wiseman for 
13 of the like how many still games. Be fine. They'd, they'd still be fine. They'd still be fine. He would miss like 10 games, yeah. come back. They'd still be a top four seed in the NCAA tournament. They'd yeah. probably win their conference. It's crazy. Yeah. It They're, makes zero sense. So Penny Hardaway absolutely can get fired for this. Memphis can have the probate get put on probation. There are so many ramifications, and they are they are not just they are not worried about it you. in the least. They are biggest middle finger. He's playing at. They he, couldn't care less. He's still playing. And I, know, like, I watched yeah, him yeah, last it's, night. Yeah, it's. I love it personally. I think it's hysterical, and it's pretty funny because every every nut, stupid. it's stupid, but it's made Memphis basketball like must watch. Almost. You can't miss like, Memphis basketball. Like I'm, I'm going like all day. I'm like, I gotta make sure I watch Memphis because at any moment this kid could never play right. basketball again. Yeah, yeah, it's it. I mean, it's I think a, it's the stupidest thing in the world, and I don't know why. Like as the coach very of the convenient. team, well, as the coach of the team, like how do you not just say we have so much talent? Like, yeah. why risk our whole season? I mean, the NCAA could come out tomorrow and be like, we're not putting Memphis in the NCAA tournament. They, they legitimately yeah. could. Yeah, but it was very convenient that that stuff came out the same exact day or the day after the Chase Young. Incident. Same day. Like same day. 12 very hours later. Very convenient for the Buckeyes. Yeah, um, it was so, a good day. And your, your, uh, your Buckeyes absolutely wrecked. Um, Maryland. The Turtles. None are, well, they, the Turtles in, oh. in, in, uh, in football, but they wrecked Villanova, who's pretty much been the best team in college basketball the last five years. Tonight. They've been really good. Yeah. Um, Nova's rebuilding a little bit. Um, but They were banged up a little bit coming into the game, though. I think they had one or two players that couldn't play. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, yeah. It's impressive. Was I wasn't able to watch the game, but holding them to 51 points. Yeah, that's, that's pretty, good. pretty good. That that freshman Ohio State has, DJ Carton, he is unreal good. Like he, he comes off the bench right now. He is going to be by the end of the year and into next year because he won't be a like leave early guy. By next year, he'll be the best point guard in the Big Ten. Like big, he's legit. Uh, big PSU hoops game tomorrow. Yeah, they got uh, Georgetown. at Georgetown. <laughs> yeah, at Georgetown, um, led by the Patrick Ewing. Um, and are we climbing? I think uh, we're after two bit. big wins against Maryland Eastern Shore and Wagner, yeah, I think baby they, steps, baby I'm, steps, I'm absolutely. Out. We but we are prime for a loss that we shouldn't even we yeah. shouldn't have. This so. is a pro PSU basketball. Podcast. Yeah, ab- big. PSU I do basketball. like PSU. Yeah, I'm big Pat Chambers it's, it's guy. It's an enigma. It's just something <laughs> like you just do I, not know what you're gonna get. I love Pat Chambers. Yeah, he's a good guy. Um, kind of like you, Colin. He's a good guy. Okay, good last guy. night th- this I feel like didn't or yeah, last night was it was UK. It, or yeah. Kentucky, no, okay. Yeah. Last night, yeah. this didn't. This did not gain as much traction today as it should have. Like Evansville, as a thirty-point dog, beat yeah. number one Kentucky, who just beat Michigan State. Yeah. Like Evansville, Evansville, who's coached by Walter McCar- uh, McCarthy, who played for Kentucky and won a national championship, and then came back. Coaches Evansville came back and beat Kentucky. I think that's pretty awesome. They were like plus twenty-six hundred. Twenty. Yeah. I know they were plus twenty-five against the spread, 20. and yeah. Ty had Kentucky. And they lost straight up. How funny is that? He, yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Ty is the worst gambler that we've ever seen. He's bad. He's as he's as bad as me this year. I'm 33, 33 and one. By the yeah, way. you're 500. Well, Ty's 500 <coughs> right now on his college basketball account. I don't listen to that kid. Yeah, just, that kid changes picks. He, he's a, he's a horrible he's a horrible movie critic. Yeah. By the way, any movie that is generally liked, he's like, oh, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he root he openly roots for his friends' bets to fail. That's messed that's, up. That's a scumbag. That's like that's, like that's the worst thing you can. I think that's that's almost worse than like murdering your friend, arguably. Yeah. No, I, I I couldn't agree more. Um, but yeah, Evansville with the one of the are they the 
not only are they the best team in Indiana, are they the best team in the country? Because they have a tra- they have a transitive property win over Michigan State, and they have a win over a straight up win over Kentucky. The questions need to be asked. They, yeah, to be who, I got to check the Evansville Aces schedule real quick. Let's see. They're if two they and zero. Turf. We can't be spending a lot of time um, on the Evansville Aces yeah. over here. All right, into uh, let's transition the football. Florida State, who has fired Willie Taggart, this happened a couple weeks ago. Their leading candidate, their leading candidate for their head coaching job right now is Deion Sanders. The guy that's never coached. Never no, coached. To be fair, he's an offensive coordinator in high school. For his son's for his son's team. Okay. So never it's, this is very much a college basketball move. Right. Never coached any college football. Very true. <laughs> um, but he's got heart. So. But he's the prime time. The, so I was so I was thinking I'm like, well at the very least like, Florida State can't hire anybody who'd be less have less crackdown on, on uh like rules and regulations. Right. And they're going out and they're trying to and find the one they, guy. They want up you. Who, they're like, they, oh. they, absolutely. They're like, oh, you think we you, have a coach that doesn't follow the rules? Yeah. Well, guess what? We're bringing in Dion. Yeah. Dude, I, he's I, not going to enforce anything. I tweeted last week. I'm like, you think that Memphis doesn't care about NCAA oh, violations? Wait until Dion Sanders is the head coach of Florida State football. I, that would be a horrible hire. Yeah, that'd that's be not so bad. That's not like, I mean, they. It's, it's literally Willie Taggart, like 2.0. Them going for like <coughs> Big Game Bob, like he's denied interest. That's at least like a big name. They could probably it's like it's a top ten or to twelve job Dude, in the country. They should probably. throw a blank check at Matt Rule and be like, "What do or you want?" Or Matt Rule. Yeah. And yeah. honestly, with how big of a wreck they are as far as like the penalties and their players acting like idiots, Matt Rule's probably the perfect guy for that. Seriously? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. I agree. Um, He's a program changer, man. Listen, I'm gonna throw out a couple names to you. Okay. All right, Bobby Bowden or Jimbo Fisher. That's who they should go after. Bobby Jimbo, they Jimbo. There was enough two coaches burn. that have had national championship wins and experience, and are under the age of ninety-five, <laughs> who have won at Florida State. Just throwing it out there. Jimbo wasn't a fan favorite, obviously, coming saying. to the end of that Florida State tenure. No, no, he was they not do well not liked like there. He was not well liked there. They do not no. like him in Tallahassee. No. Um, all right, Colin, give us uh, what's your take on the Chase Young deal. You, you were throwing out some wild allegations last okay, night. Okay, so according to Gene Smith, he started off his press conference today saying Penn State and Maryland were not the... He started out saying this. Like, he knew enough okay, of the I fan didn't, base. I did not want... I, didn't, yeah, I don't so know anything he, about He these. knew enough of the fan base <coughs> thought that Maryland and Penn State were the culprits behind the... Yeah. the whistle, they were the you whistleblowers. Guys, you guys have blamed three teams in the Big Ten. I, I have a theory that we're just going to keep blaming teams we play. You think it was Rutgers? Like, we're going to blame... Rutgers? No. So we're going to blame Rutgers this week. <laughs> yeah. And then going to the Penn State week just to get the boys fired up. Yeah. We're going to be like, guys, and then, Penn State Penn State did it. Then after, if we beat Penn State, going to the Michigan, we're going to be like, like guys, no, guess what? These guys. We just it. got an email. Jim Harbaugh is the one that did it. Yeah. Just to keep the keep the train rolling. Yeah. But no, I mean it's he got two games. I think file this under least surprising thing ever: him getting two games and coming back for Penn State. It favors them. He Absolutely. doesn't risk injury against Absolutely. Rutgers or Maryland. And now yeah. they have some. And now, and, now, and now they have some <laughs> fake controversy to hang their hat on, being like, "Oh, Ohio to versus rally Ohio. around." Blah, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I like oh, it. We're so, right. Oh, everybody's against yeah. us. Conspiracy. Not theory. to mention, they're going to be so fired up for Chase Young's return in that game. And like, even though it's a noon game. I'm actually kind. Of, I, I thought the atmosphere wouldn't be as good as like the Oklahoma game a couple years ago, or I mean, it's like noon, some games. It's a noon game, but it's but, not. Yeah, it's a noon game. Assuming but also, I'm assuming yeah. when Chase Young <laughs> makes his when Chase Young makes his first play, that stadium's gonna go nuts. Yeah. So like, it's. I mean, it's gonna be pretty. Uh, All right. Really pretty cool. 
Um, now are we LSU gonna, and Alabama. Are we doing a part you, where Garrett you issues guys can, an apology? You guys can. Uh, I'm not going to issue an apology. I'm not here to talk about the past. You guys can address this. Well, we were right. I mean, I picked Alabama, so I wasn't. <laughs> well, well, uh, <laughs> well, but I, I, I didn't think Alabama was going to just dominate this right. game, like Garrett was saying. But I mean, I was really surprised at how Alabama just could not stop LSU. I thought LSU would get theirs, but they could not stop them, especially in that first half. If 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 LSU if that pl- okay that punt returner he made a play. Oh that yeah, out, made a play. Right. If that doesn't happen, I mean, they score six points in the first half. Yeah. Um. It, it's what thirty three six at half. Yeah, and I mean honestly, Alabama did give up fourteen points in thirty one seconds. Yeah. Tua threw the worst pick. Yeah, I mean the pick was game. the pick and, was bad, and he just fumbled the ball on his own. It was a. Ve- it was actually and that was the very, difference in the game. Yeah, very similar game to uh, to Penn State and Minnesota, and we'll get to that. But you know, the Alabama played awful in the first half. Penn State played awful in the first half, and obviously LSU is a better team than right. Minnesota. Um, and then the second half, both teams tight. I mean, both teams, Penn State and Alabama, really like got it going. Um, and but it, I mean, I, you you can't turn the ball over, and and the difference was Penn State was on the road. And we'll, we'll get to this, but Alabama was at home. They've won 31 right. in a row at home. The the thing to me about it was I – Tim because I knew both offenses were so good, and I think, honestly, we did not give nearly enough credit to how good LSU's secondary is. Like, those guys were getting depleted later in the game. That secondary in the first half played really freaking yeah, good. Stingley, well. Stingley Jr. is going to be a top-five pick. He's only yeah. a true freshman now. He got named preseason or midseason All American. Like yeah. that guy's a stud. Del Delpit's a stud. And the um, who's Thank the you other? for not saying Delpit. <laughs> um, the third the third guy, the other cornerback, is like Athan Fulton. He's like Athan Kuyper's big board right now. Like they have a lot of talent. And to me, it was just I thought LSU would get enough stops, and I didn't trust Alabama to do that. Like just not like every stop. They didn't have to suffocate them, but just yeah. enough to like give their offense some breathing room. And they just weren't able. They just weren't able to. I mean, Burrow carved them up. I was surprised. I was surprised the way LSU ran the ball. I mean, they were dominating the line of scrimmage. That in was the second half, especially in that fourth quarter. Alabama was tired. See, man. to me, that was that was. Pro- I mean, I, I think maybe I'll. I'm gonna disagree with you a little bit here. That was one of the least surprising things for me because really? I think their front. I mean, Collins been saying it all like all year. Their, their front, front seven four, is just young. It's just yeah. young, and I mean, you know, uh, Edwards Alaire. His name, yeah, he's a he's a good back, but I, I wasn't totally surprised about that. Yeah, you were more surprised their secondary struggled as bad as they. Also, did. Burrow was incredible. I mean, yeah, I mean, they, there was no there was no resistance, yeah. and that's that's really surprising. Um, you know, there's one thing there. It's one thing where Penn State's secondary is a disaster, and they just play zone. But Alabama had plays man. They're up in your face. They have a, a complex scheme. They have the a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Field. They have experience. They have NFL draft picks on that secondary, and they really offered up no resistance whatsoever. I mean, it was very easy for for Burrow and to make throws. I think, and I think you guys both kind of feel the same way. Even when Alabama, first off, that like 18 second touchdown with a minute left when LSU was Aranda was for some reason playing press man. Yeah. Of 14 points. First off, that touchdown made the game look a lot closer than it was. It did. But yeah. the reason why I never felt like, and I was texting Lindau at the start of the third quarter. First off, Najee Harris brought them back in that game. He's very he good. Like he's he, a prototypical his, Alabama. His back, second like, half. Like, 
he single-handedly brought them back. Like, he went nuts. Yeah, and LSU well. struggled against running back, so it didn't – I thought that would happen more in the first half. Alabama would run them more. And in the second half, they did, and obviously it paid off. But I, to me, it never felt super close in the second half where I was never worried LSU was going to lose because we just had no faith in them stopping Stop, LSU. Yeah. They just at that, Yeah, at that point, you know, they had slowed them down in the second half. They held them to 13 points in the second half. But there was never – I mean, it was 39-34, and they needed to stop. Right. And, I mean, you looked up, and they were in Alabama territory right. two and a half minutes and ago. Even, there was even no after they recovered that onside kick, to put the exclamation point on the game, they yeah. get that first down. Yeah. On, and it, on, it, on the, the first play. On the first play. Yeah. With the linemen yeah. just pushing the pile down the field. Roll tied what? Yards. If I'm a player in the South, a yeah. high school – player i want to play for coach o. he is a I'm national serious. treasure that needs to be protected at all i costs. i he is a man i love coach i o love right him now. you were getting on me i think I, it, I think it was mostly in jest for saying you love i love coach o. yeah but, but like you i can't not love no coach, coach o. o like we'll go run the football i, I think it's we'll hilarious before like, this year i wasn't a i mean i liked the guy but i didn't know if he was an incredible coach he an incredible coach he's an incredible He's, just, he's really he's good. a great motivator. He's a real players coach. Um, I think he's I, he has good coaching experience with the D line, and he surrounds himself with great coaches. Dude, well, not only that, they're recruiting out of their ass right now. Yeah, they're yeah. going nuts. Yeah. They're like first, I think they're the first or second class in the country right now. Like yeah. they're they're receiving like their uh, receivers, our class of receivers, is great. Yeah, I mean they are just going to keep bringing out guys that are going to end up being NFL receivers. Um, I think the question, not just this year, but past this, is what happens when he doesn't have Joe Brady and Joe Brady and Joe and, Burrow. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I mean, I think Espinger is still a good, uh, a good offensive coordinator. Yeah, so. I, I mean, and I think as long as Brady's there, they'll schematic. I mean, we talk about this all the time with like Lincoln Riley and Ryan Day. <coughs> if yeah. you have a really good schematic coach, you're going to find ways to get points. Mm-hmm. So I think as long as Joe Brady and uh, LSU's offensive coordinator is there, they'll be fine. But it's just going to be interesting to see what happens without Burrow. What do you um, think about Joe Brady to USC? He's never even – one of our sources on the Penn State staff has confirmed that Joe Brady doesn't even call these plays. He doesn't call the plays. He doesn't even call the he plays. He doesn't. So yeah. are they going to hire an offensive guru who's 29 years old, by the way, mm-hmm. and has never called plays before? It's been the – that's a trend. I mean, Frickin I know, but he's and, never and even a, called plays. And then a NFL plays. coach might hire him. Look what, look what the Cardinals did. Yeah. They, I mean, they I, took they Cliff Kingsbury, who, who, is a gr- yeah. who had great success as an offensive coordinator at A&M, but he had, but he had Johnny Manziel. And then went to Texas Tech and he was it, under five hundred. He got fired. Year, yeah, he got fired. And had talent, um, but he. I mean, they're. I mean, they're surprising people. I think they're having a. I think they're having a very successful yeah. year. I mean, the Cardinals for what, what I for what from, from what I for what I thought they were going to be, they're having great. Um. Penn State and Minnesota. Oh Jesus. Um. I don't think. Do I you guys want me to start with a positive for Penn State? Actually, oh, real quick, yeah. Oh, they fought back in the second half. Not yeah. even that. I can't even say what I was. In doing. the month of October, in all the games they played, I'm pretty sure the Purdue game was the last time they averaged more than four yards a carry, mm-hmm. up until Minnesota. So they played three straight games and a bye week, so over a month, yeah. without averaging four yards a carry. Like that's not very good running the football. Yeah, the, the so off- finally, they actually ran the football okay against and, Minnesota. But, you want to know what's wild? So they ran the football well. Why did the, why did they only run it twenty times? I know they could have they every time Journey Brown touched the ball he was he was off and running. They should the they should have just run it down their throat and run the ball for three hundred yards Ohio State style. You, go in there, win by two touchdowns, you, and walk out. 
You know, I don't understand why they don't run the ball off tackle more. It seems every time they run the ball off tackle, it goes for at least like eight yards, and they only do it like four times a game. Yeah. It doesn't I, make any sense. I can't figure out the play calling because, and I, I'm not going to get on on Ricky Ronnie because they outgained Minnesota by 50 yards. Which when's the last time Penn State outgained a team? Penn State never outgains they, teams. They don't. And they, and, the thing is, what's very frustrating is, and this is why I think Minnesota, I mean, everything really went Minnesota's way. Everything went against Penn State. I mean, and, and self-inflicted. It's, I mean, Penn turnovers. State, yeah. uh, real quick, and as an aside, how in God's name is Franklin and the staff so poor at preparing this team after a bye week. Yeah, they look totally unprepared, especially on defense. What is it? Looked, his record is very bad it looked after like the, a bye it week. It looked like they didn't even watch film on Minnesota's offense and didn't know like what their strengths were. What I even read, I was reading about Minnesota. It was like, oh, they run the RPO a lot. RPO they have physic, big physical wide big receivers. Big physical wide receivers, a lot of tunnel screens, and they try to set up everything off the run. The linebackers yeah. kind of got... I mean, they're still obviously really, really good in the front sevens, top five in the country, but they kind of got exposed in the RPO game a little bit because they, they kept they, they kept sinking up, and that was it was just wide well, open the, all in day. In the second half, the defense was completely different. The secondary still yeah. sucked, which they do. The secondary is bad, and I I mean, and you guys know, I have said it from day one that yeah. the, the downfall of this team is going to be the secondary, and it was because in the second half, right off the bat, on that first drive for Minnesota, when Penn State got got the the sack. Um, on the the RPO the, on the play action, it wasn't there. I'm like, oh, look at this, and yeah. the RPO wasn't there the rest of the day. But things like third and eleven on your own four, and <sighs> un, and Tanner Morgan underthrowing a ball, one of his two incompletions, oh, underthrowing yeah. a ball by ten yards, and John Reed running the wide receiver fifteen yards out of bounds. You are a fifth year senior, probably in one of the most important possessions of the game, if not the season. And you are that stupid, and we've seen it all year with this team. Just ill-advised penalties uh, with this secondary. Ill- ill-advised penalties, just not even, not even close to being able to play the ball. Yeah, they don't even come they close to being able to play the ball. That's one critique I do have, and yeah, I was cool. just looking at stats today. That's yeah. one critique I do have of Penn State is Penn State doesn't really turn the ball over much on offense. Mm-hmm. Like I think Clifford has what six interceptions all year. It's not and, a crazy man. Three he, in he doubled, one game. He doubled his. Yeah, he had three, yeah. He three threw were in, twenty touchdowns and three picks all yeah, year. But they're yeah. actually they rank like in turnover margin. They rank like sixtieth in the country really because the defense doesn't force they, turnovers. They do not intercept football. I yeah. mean, how about uh, it might have been early in the third, tip pass, just right there. There's four guys there to pick it off, and nobody's able yeah. there to pick it. It's just they don't make plays. They don't play the ball. I don't know, and I I really like. Brett, uh, I, I really like Pry as a defensive coordinator. He does a really good job. The front seven is really solid. But this has been an issue with the secondary for years. And I don't I don't know. I mean, I they made JT well, Barrett look like a Heisman candidate. I, I, that's the thing. I don't know what they're what they're doing. I mean, they got they got Sam Darnold looking like a Heisman candidate. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, they got Clay Helton four years. Yeah. And I, I don't know when that's gonna change. We don't have physical corners. We play we play so much zone that if you don't the get corners it, the, corner, no ball skills, the corners man. are so poor that if we don't get any pressure on the if Penn State doesn't get any pressure on the quarterback, which it's not like they get a it, ton of pressure with the front four anyway. In the in right. the second half, they were getting consistent pressure, right? And, and that and that's why they made that, the secondary look yeah, okay. On that play you were talking about with John Reed, that quarterback was getting blasted it, yeah. as he threw the ball. And I, 
And also, I got to go to the play on third and 10 whenever Minnesota – it was on the, the drive they scored their touchdown in the second half. Third and 10 on Penn State's 40. Mm-hmm. And Tariq Castro-Fields oh lets the receiver get like seven yards behind him. It's How? it's just like I'm I they, I they, I, scre- yeah. I screamed at the T and I I usually try to be fairly level headed when watching this team, but I'm like, how in God's name can you blow a coverage in that situation? Yeah, that how? was so that 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 could have changed because if Penn State gets that stop, they're punting. Oh, Minnesota that, could not stop Penn State. No, they couldn't. Penn State only stopped themselves. Yeah, they and so that is that's part of the real and real quick that's part of the problem with having 510 yards and my uncle who was an offensive coordinator in college coaches quarterbacks um high school recruits and stuff and was an offensive coordinator um in high school as well it's like you should score seven points for every 100 yards you have that's the general rule of thumb penn state had 510 yards and and that's at a minimum that 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 rule of thumb so you 510 yards you should have at least 35 points with 26. They, I, I mean, we were talking about today, and I said it still wouldn't surprise me if Penn State went into Columbus and pulled off an upset or did something like that. Like, it wouldn't, like, be the most shocking thing in the world to me just because it's so hard to go undefeated in college football and Penn State is a good team. But if they struggle against the pass against Indiana this oh, weekend, yeah. well, then, so, then I may change my tune a little bit. So, the, and I think this is the last, I mean, last thing that I have on Penn State in this game before we move on, or and I'm sure Dow has, has something yeah. to say as well, but... The, I think that this team can go one of two ways. They can they can piss around um, against Indiana and and possibly lose. Right. I mean, Indiana is a, a poor fourth quarter away, against Michigan State away from being eight and one. Right. Okay. And, and they're still, still, not still somehow not ranked. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. it's BS. Um, but they can go one of two ways. They can they can piss around, possibly lose, or win a close, ugly game to Indiana. In that case, they're going into Columbus and they're losing by fifteen plus. If this team, for once, turns into a pissed off football team, beware of the pissed off football team. They're getting they drop all the way to nine. People are completely dismissing them. Season's over. Beat the crap out of Indiana and go into Columbus. Piss. They have a chance. They they can. This team is capable of not making mistakes on offense and scoring a good amount of points. Because um, I think that if they if they don't turn the ball over. They can't. They probably will be able to score some points on Ohio State's defense. This will be the best offense Ohio State sees by far. And also, last thing I got to say, people got to freaking show up to the Indiana game. Yeah. People need I, to show up. I doubt that's going to happen. I. It's sad. That, and it's, it's seriously sad. By the way. Um, sad. They have, they have been having good turnouts. So this is the first I'm hearing of this. But you. This no, happens a lot. No, no, no. Where, when when yeah. Penn State loses games like this. The next game at home is like, oh, this team still plays football. Yeah, exactly. You know, everybody Especially, jumps yeah. off the bandwagon. Nobody's. I mean, it's. Uh, I don't know. It's. This is. We've seen this movie. The last two years, they've lost back to back games. In the after, yeah. I mean, if last, last, year, last year they were a 15, fourteen point favorite as well. What are we this week? A fourteen, 14 point, point favorite. favorite. Well, I will say, like you said, this could go one of two ways. Mm-hmm. And maybe this is what this football team needed. Maybe who knows? It would be I, the nothing, one. The I mean, one thing I nothing. worry about that a little bit though is I feel like they listen to the media. They see themselves at four, and in their minds, they're thinking, "Oh well, we can still lose to Ohio State and still make it in." And they like already think that in their heads, and that's just yeah. natural as a player. Yeah. So now they've lost. Now they have to re 
get a completely different mindset to yeah. where before it was, well, we can afford to get a slip up against one of the top two teams in the country. Mm-hmm. Now it's yeah. I mean, we I hope win. their mindset is we need to win every game because I yeah. mean, you can't. I don't. Yeah, I don't know if I agree with that. It's natural to sure. think, I, oh, we could have lost and still made the playoffs. Yeah, I, think, you know what I, I mean? don't know if I don't know if I. Necessarily I'm not sure they're thinking that, that far ahead. Because, I mean, even if Penn State were to have gone 11 and one with their one loss being to Ohio State, that still d- wouldn't have guaranteed. I, right. I mean, I think right. I think as a like as a fan of the team, like I'm going if we're if Penn State's ranked third, okay, right, and Ohio State is one or two. Like I'm thinking that right. I don't think that I think the team is absolutely dead set on going in and winning the game, um, but yeah, we'll, and we'll get into this more next week to preview that game. Um, what'd you guys think of the uh, the rankings this week that came out last night? Uh, I wasn't surprised, honestly. No. I uh, the, the the Big Twelve's done. The, there is yeah. zero path. For the Big Twelve to get in, unless Baylor goes undefeated. Even then, they're if Baylor really goes undefeated. Far they can't. They can't not put Baylor. In. I, I know. I know they have to put Baylor in. But the fact that the two highest teams in their conference are ranked tenth and twelfth, like what's Baylor's other signature win going to be? Yeah, Oklahoma's back to just, just be playing twice. atrocious defense. Which and I, and not, I told I told Colin I was telling you, like if Iowa State can get a couple stops, mm-hmm. Oklahoma cannot stop them. It's, and they ended up coming back, and I disagreed with the two-point conversion there. I thought they could have went to overtime and won that game straight up because I thought they were playing as good as Oklahoma. The UNC-Clemson deal was different. Oh, Clemson <laughs> is way better um, than North uh, than North Carolina. Uh, Iowa State's a good football team with a yeah. good quarterback and a good defense, and I thought they could have won that game in overtime. I disagreed with that two-point conversion. I feel like, I feel like in those scenarios, though – if they made the two point conversion, it's a great call. He's right. Hero. Obviously. But, I mean, yeah. I, I see where you're coming from. I though. think I, I mean think, I, I think you could could have gone either way. I think yeah, the committee really wants play. Minnesota to lose this weekend. I think the committee really I wants I think Minnesota's kinda of getting hosed. I I do too, them being at eight. They're eight, right? Yeah. I, I think the committee wants them to lose this weekend. Because it makes everything so much better. If Minnesota if Minnesota beats Iowa this weekend, you would you would have to put them in the top at, six. In the top six, at have least. to. You have, have to. to put them. I if mean, they went on the road into Iowa, yeah. If they went on the road into I, because if they go on the road into Iowa, I mean they already have the West locked up, right? And they would go into the Wisconsin, barring a disaster against Northwestern, right. they would go into their game against Wisconsin. Listen, no. Uh, and I, I've, I've said I've been very open about this. I've seen this a million times. Minnesota football, just be prepared to go into Iowa, nine and zero in November after a big win in the top ten, and going there into Kinnick. The game will be kicking at four. It'll be a night game by the second half. To, to they be are, fair, they, they are they are losing this game. To be fair to Minnesota, they are an underdog. <laughs> like they are, it's not they are they, they are, are an underdog. This is, the, this is the one time where. Uh, it seems Minnesota. I mean, where it seems this opponent coming into this game, yeah, they're actually saying you're going to lose. Yeah. <laughs> Iowa, but I agree. lives for this. This is this is what they live for. November ruining the other team's season. The, the this qu- is this is what they do. The question is going in. Who is going to be number four? I I was okay with Georgia, but 
just because they have two better wins than Alabama. Yeah, their losses. I'm so gonna bad. I'm gonna go their losses. Their losses so, but who is like who is four now? I mean, Alabama's can, the, Alabama's the fourth best. You can make country. an argument for the, Minnesota uh, right now, they, seriously, like the, a legitimate argument for Minnesota. I, don't, I know four. they've they've kicked the living hell out of every Big Ten school they've played, yeah. except for Penn State, and they just beat the but, a top ten team. In the country. I mean, any team from from four to. I think I think four through nine are interchangeable. I don't think I don't think Oklahoma's very good. I just I don't I don't agree that Bama should be in the top like they should be one of the four teams selected because I think it has to go by a combination of I or eye test and resume. And if you're putting Alabama in, it's solely off eye test. It's solely off we saw them play one of the top teams in the country and they made it kind of close at the end. Whereas I think and I think the committee will end up putting Alabama in. However, that's just what I think, and that's who I think the fourth best team is. But if they wanted to, what's best for college football would be for Oregon to go because I told you this on the way here. Two reasons why. Number one, it protects the value of conference championship games, which for three straight years we've had a non-conference champ go. Secondly, it makes it to where teams will play tough non-conference games without the fear of getting penalized for it. Yeah. If Oregon plays Youngstown State instead of – Auburn, yep. they're in the top four right now. Yep, said that so, last week. So, again, yeah. if you put Oregon in over Alabama, especially if they beat a top seven team in Utah, then it kind of gives value to the non-conference. Like, you can schedule tough non-conference and not be super afraid to lose as long as you run the table in your conference. Yeah. So, I, I hope Oregon will get it, but I'm not confident in that at all. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not sure where Oregon can – stumble the next three games but the pac-12 is really weird like that right um utah i can utah can can lose to anyone i feel like and and oregon can too uh i just i think that i think oregon has less at or uh utah has less athletes so they're they're more likely to stumble um coming in so that's why i think that that I, i was very high on oregon earlier in the year um and I've mostly because of their defense, and their defense has not been nearly as good the last. Couple. Utah has a pretty stingy. Well, Utah's, that, Utah's really got a great defense. They they don't yeah. screw around. I just I can't of all the teams in the top uh, outside of the top three, I would still pick LSU over Alabama on a neutral field. Would Would you guys? I don't know. Hundred percent. Would yes. Garrett? Would you pick LSU on a neutral field? Um, I yeah, I'd, I'd have to. I, th- I, I think I, I think Alabama played very poorly. To be honest, um, and yeah, I mean LSU is a better football team. I mean, right, yeah. I think and, I think Alabama can beat them, but yeah, I, I think yes, that, I think yes, LSU on a neutral field. Could, if both yeah. teams play very well, I think they probably win six out of ten times. Yeah, and which I think is LSU's, the, which is the margin they need. I think LSU is a little better. Than, I think LSU is better than Bama, and I think we. And would that's all not take, to say Bama. Bama is not a bad football team. They're the they're, they're easily the they're the there is, best that's team. what I'm trying to say. Outside of the top three, outside of Clemson, Ohio State, LSU, I think all of us would probably take those top three over Alabama right now. Yeah. After that, there isn't a single team in the country that any of us like would go against Alabama. Like I don't know what's going on. Georgia's offense is not very good. It's awful. It's now they have a good. ton of guys hurt. Their defense is very good. Their defense is really really good. They had their center go down, then they had their yeah. backup center go down. They have a, only a true freshman at guard. Which is crazy because their offensive line going into the year was one of the best really good offensive lines yeah. by by rating that in college and what they were saying in college this is one of the best football lines we've seen in college football history. Yeah, yeah. It's and just, now it's been decimated. Again, yeah. I I don't I'm not saying Alabama's a bad football team, I just didn't think they 
their defense would hold up against LSU and all that stuff. And that's why I think if they played Clemson or Ohio State, I think that Ohio State would be able to move the ball well. And I think Clemson yeah. and Ohio State's defense would definitely be able to get stops. Yes. But outside of those top three teams, there's no one else I'd pick over Alabama. Um, now, I'm not saying they would deserve yeah. to be the fourth team, but if you're asking me who I would pick, it's Alabama by, I guess, yeah. everyone. Well, I guess back to back to Georgia, I mean, they're they're in the same situation that Penn State is. Yeah. I mean, they yeah, went out, they're in. And um, I think if they went out, I think if they went out, obviously Georgia and LSU both get in. Yeah, so I agree. Clemson's going undefeated. Right. They're, that's that's a lock. They're they're going to be thirteen and zero. They're in the we're, one spot is taken right. automatically. Yeah. Um, LSU is still going to have to play Georgia. I think at this point LSU's in because even if they their last three games yeah, unless A and M unless the fight, the fight in Texas unless games. unless A and M beat LSU which they, which maybe that would be is the, it that at would Kyle be the Field no, that would be the November surprise. It is at LSU, but that's one of those games that like you don't want to. They're not gonna. You can't just sleep on them. Right. I, mean, I can't say it can't happen because yeah, A and can happen. A is playing good football now. But I mean Joe Burrow. But even if but even if LSU lost to Georgia, they'd still be. In. So surpri- let's assume I'm that the, yeah, right. usually the committee loves A and M, and they don't have them ranked. Right. Oh, that's my one gripe with the rankings. Texas shooting up to nineteen. <laughs> yeah. That was solely to give LSU another top twenty one. That was solely yeah, for that purpose. Is, yeah, like, trash. they barely um, beat Kansas State to shoot up that high. is ridiculous. So I, I think that no matter what, you can lock Ohio State in right now. Even, even, if, I mean, they, even if they lose they, to Penn State. They'd have to lose twice, Ohio State, to knock it in. Right. They would have, yeah, absolutely. They're, I think they are locked in. You think do Ohio you, State do would you buy, lose twice? No, game? do you buy the 538? Percentages. Uh, I haven't looked at it recently. The five thirty eight percentage puts a lot of stock in conference championships, like a lot. Like they uh, they see Oregon as nine times out of ten going over Alabama for that four spot. They see yeah. Ohio State if they lose to Penn State having like a four well, percent chance and of going. Alabama's eleven and one. I think that Oregon. That, well, if Oregon goes twelve and one, Alabama goes eleven and one, and Ohio State's eleven and one. Yeah, because Oregon will have a great loss. Right. And while Alabama has a great loss, they. Uh, uh, Oregon will have they'll both have a win over Auburn right but then they'll also have well Oregon will have the loss against Auburn or the yeah I'm sorry the loss against Auburn but they'll have that additional win right over uh, a top 10 team that Alabama doesn't have so I guess I agree I really want to agree with what you guys are saying on Ohio State being in regardless of the Penn State game Mm -hmm. but we've been jobbed two straight years I, I can't like feel safe about it however what I will say is if it came down to twelve and one Oregon, eleven and one Bama, and eleven and one Ohio State, Oregon would have one ranked win. Alabama would have one ranked win. Ohio State would potentially have Cincinnati, Michigan, and Wisconsin to go along with a loss. That's, I don't think it's any worse than Bama losing LSU. If it happens, yeah. if it happened, I don't think it'd be any worse or, than that. Or say the scenario where Ohio State goes undefeated and loses to say Minnesota in the. Oh, I think if they get through, I think if they get through Penn State and Michigan, then no matter what happens in the Big Ten championship game, they're in. Yeah, I agree. Uh, So I I think that, and and we got to move on here in a minute. But the top thirteen teams are all still alive. Okay, right now. Yeah. The top from Baylor nine and zero down, or up, everybody is still alive. Um. But outside of LSU, Ohio State, and Clemson, and I and. I don't not even. I'll even put Alabama in this. 
four through 13, none of them are trustworthy to beat any team right now. No, I agree. I think because, I mean, you look at the Auburn-Alabama game, the Auburn Auburn is Auburn is a big key here. Oh, because they, they can beat absolutely Bama. they can absolutely beat Georgia this week. Yeah, and they absolutely can beat Alabama. It's only a seven point line in that game. If Auburn so wins out, are they in? Um, as as a two loss team, you wait. You have that line. What do you have that line at? LSU or Auburn Alabama? Oh, oh, I thought you were talking about Auburn. Auburn Georgia is two and a half. Yeah, it's two and a half. Um, and so but Baylor, one either Baylor or Oklahoma are getting knocked out this week. Right. One of those teams. If Baylor loses, they're done. Yeah. If Auburn beats Georgia, Georgia's done. Mm-hmm. So yep. now you're down to 11 teams. Um, if Minnesota lose, it loses this weekend, they're done. Right. So we'll have more so? clarity. You think I don't know. I think, think no. Because if Minnesota, they're, they're not, not done. Beating but if they Ohio State no, but in like, the Big Ten Championship. No, but game. if they won, that is, out, I will, they'd be in. I will do things that I shouldn't do if I mean, Minnesota I mean, beats Ohio State. Garrett, I don't know what I, it is. I'll jump off a bridge. Garrett, I'm not I, making that commitment. Garrett, I, I agree with you, but I'm just saying. They're still alive. They're still alive, Right. But, I mean, if, if Minnesota – honestly, if you're an Ohio State fan and you're worried about a potential hiccup against Penn State or even a Michigan, even though losing to Michigan, if they beat Penn State, it doesn't even matter yeah. what happens against Michigan because they still go to the Big Ten title game, and if they win that, they're in. Yeah. Um, but you if just you never were, hear the end of it from Michigan. Yeah, but if you were <laughs> – Michigan's 10-2. But if you were <laughs> the least bit concerned with that, you're kind of rooting for Auburn this weekend just to make sure Georgia gets that second loss to knock them out because the yeah. worst thing – you don't want to have a loss be sitting at home and then have to worry about the SEC championship game because if Georgia were to beat LSU with one loss, both of them are in and it takes away your spot. Yeah. So, I can say, uh, and we'll move on after this, the most, probably the sweetest situation for Penn State would be, look, now look, now that we have the loss to Minnesota, is if they were somehow, by some miracle of God, were able to beat Ohio State and get into the Big Ten Championship against a 12 and 0 Minnesota, and get revenge there. I take the Nittany Lions by 21. I would. I would. I. I don't know. That would be a night. That would be very. I mean, sweet. I would assume you'd have LSU the one, Ohio State the four, PSU and Clemson the two and the three. Yeah. Um. At, at this point, but th- this is such. This is such a big Minnesota team at five actually in that yeah. scenario. Um, yeah. And Ohio State at six. If Minnesota gets through a stretch run of Penn State, Iowa, Wisconsin, Wisconsin and then right. only losing the Big Ten title game, they're, they're deserving they're, of the top five or six spot. Yeah. Deserving. Um, all right, so that's that's just our hypothetical scenarios. We'll have it. It'll clear up more and more each week. Um, yep. All right, uh, week twelve preview. There's there's three there's three big games. Um, the first one is uh, Georgia at Auburn at three thirty. Uh, Georgia's minus two and a half. Um, this is where chaos Auburn can come in. No one loves this position more than Auburn. Yeah. Um, neither neither offense is very good. Both defenses are very good. Uh, Auburn could have a field day with that with that offensive line being beat up for Georgia. Yeah, that's the best defensive so, line in the SEC. Yeah, that Auburn has. Um, that's what I think will actually give Alabama more problems. Well, no, absolutely, I agree. Uh, so do we have any feel on that? Do we got a pick? Uh, I think it'll be. <clears throat> I mean, obviously both defenses are very good, like you said. <clears throat> Georgia's offensive line, very banged up, but I just, I just like Fromm more than Bo Nix. Yeah. And I think that'll be the difference in a low scoring. I think low scoring game. I think Georgia. I'll take Georgia, twenty one seventeen. 
Okay. Georgia to win and cover. I like the under for sure. It's yeah. at 40 and a half. I don't think there's going to be a lot of points scored at all. Um, it's like Zach said, I trust Jake Fromm a lot more than I trust Bo Nix. Mm-hmm. Um, but, again, he's got a lot of weapons down. Not not only that, I just think Georgia's defense is re- – I think that's the best defense in the SEC. Yeah. Um, Auburn isn't far behind. Auburn's not are, far behind. I think these are the two best defenses. For, yeah. I, I do too. Um, I, I'm probably a lean to Georgia. Um, not um, super confident in it, though. I could change my mind before now and then. Yeah, I, 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 like, I like Auburn at home. This is a game that they – that, you know, this mid-November game that they usually – this is when they start heating up. They're a team that's under the radar right now. Um, this is when they start heating up. I think I like them something like 17-13, just a low-scoring – um, you know, it'll be 7-3 at the half, 10-7 at the half. Georgia's going to struggle a little bit on the road. Um, so, yeah, either way we have it almost a toss-up. Yeah, it's a – yeah. Um, Four o'clock, Minnesota at Iowa. Um, how Minnesota responds against? I mean, Iowa's good. Yeah. They're a solid team. They, solid. I mean, they almost beat. They went on the road against Wisconsin and lost on a missed two point conversion. Um, lost twenty four twenty two. I mean, history points to Iowa. I'll take Iowa. It's not an upset pick, but um, their their defense is solid. And I'm not sure. I, I'd, I mean, I, got, I learned a lot about Minnesota last week. They're a good team. Yeah. They also needed every, you know. Mistake. Every mistake in the book <laughs> for Penn State to, to win. It's not like they're the eighth best team in the country. Right. Um, I think we can agree on that. If they win this game, then we're going to have to continue to believe. But you win one upset game, I don't think that's it. you got to go on the road and beat Iowa. I'm not sure they do it. So I, I like Iowa like 24-20, something like that. Just yeah. So, I probably lean towards Iowa. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go Lone Ranger here and take Minnesota. I mean, I I want Minnesota to win. I like P.J. Fleck a lot. I love Fleck, actually. I I kind of like what Fleck's doing there. And, I mean, Iowa's offense is just not very good. And I think Minnesota will find a way to score enough points with those big receivers. Yeah. And I think – I think they, I think they'll be able to establish a nice ground game. Yeah, I, and I think that's what can take the crowd out of it. I like, I like Minnesota in a close game. Okay, I'll say 20, 28-21. Okay, Minnesota. Um, Give them a touchdown. And then the nightcap, Oklahoma at Baylor. There, Oklahoma is a ten-point favorite. I, I try not to be mean to to undefeated teams, but <laughs> Baylor's not very good. I love Matt Rule, but they—they they are okay. The, actually, not not. They are an ugly nine and O team. They have a good defense. They hang their hat on their defense. They're an ugly nine and O team, and I love Matt Rule. And that's why I'm picking Baylor. Wow, is because of that defense. And wow. I I I want to I want to pick Baylor because I think that I think that the defense will get enough stops that Oklahoma's offense defense is so bad. That Baylor will move the ball enough to like get some sort of points. Yeah, but like I don't think even their defense is going to hold Oklahoma under thirty, and I can't see Baylor oh, Baylor's scoring thirty bad. on air. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, I would have to say, I, I'm I think Oklahoma wins by ten, ten or more. I think they cover. Man, it's at Baylor, and I gotta go with the defense. I gotta take defense to win this game. I mean, I like at, it. At defense home, wins championships. At home, at night, 
crowd's going to be up, obviously. I mean, that's the this is the biggest home game in I don't a know, long I don't time know. at Baylor. I, I like Oklahoma. Um, I don't know who I want. This has a very Penn State at Minnesota feel to it. It, by the way. it actually, that's, that's <laughs> a very good point. It does. I I agree. Um, I I don't know. I don't know who I want for the sake of just like chaos and stuff. If if Baylor beats oh, you Oklahoma, want Oklahoma, you want Oklahoma. Well, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, that knocks Oklahoma out of the playoff race. And but if Oklahoma, but there's no way Baylor can beat Oklahoma twice. I mean, I, the reason why I say we want Oklahoma is because I think Oklahoma's barring just catastrophe. I don't see them getting in over a one-loss Pac-12 champ. I don't see them getting in over Ohio State. I don't see them getting in over Alabama. Yeah. Even though I will say, in conference play, Alabama averages their defense is allowing more yards per play than even Oklahoma's. Yeah. In conference play. Yeah. But I still don't think. Oklahoma would get in over them. That's why I think just get the undefeated team out of it yeah. and um, hope for the best. Okay. Locks of the week went one and – no, we got the John Beers. Probably Beer's went one. three. I thought we all picked Minnesota. Oh, Collin said he had someone else. I had, we all picked I had Iowa. He said he picked oh, he had Iowa. Yeah, yeah. You, know, you guys took him. We didn't all want to take three. Um, so and I also had Alabama. So I went 0-2 oh last week. Colin or Dow went 0-1 oh and, oh. and Colin went 1-0. Oh. So 1-3. and three. Johnny Beards went one and one, so we went two and two and four as a group. If Johnny Beards just he, took, the- he almost had Georgia Tech. <laughs> I know. He almost, he almost I know. Away. Um, but I, 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 t- I told him, um, will not reveal his identity, but I told Johnny Beards from out Midwest Way that if you lose this one, you're done with money line picks that factor into our record. So his lock of the week is Alabama minus twenty. I, I, that's one of my favorite games too. It's actually down to eighteen and a half because yeah, he got Tua, it minus 20, so. because Tua, they have in as a game time decision. Yep. People don't know if he's going to play. I like Alabama regardless. Yeah, Mississippi State's really bad. Mississippi They're State bad. might be the worst team in the SEC other than Arkansas. But uh, I'm I got go in a fight with Arkansas football blog today. By the way, on Twitter, I felt good about myself. That's so that's hilarious. Yeah, it's go. good stuff. Uh, I'm going to go Wisconsin minus fourteen and a half at Nebraska. Okay. I think Wisconsin is. I mean, Nebraska is just very bad, mm-hmm. and I think Wisconsin. I mean, we've seen Wisconsin just dominates inferior opponents, and Illinois is not as bad as I thought they were. They're bowl eligible. Yeah. So I, I did think, I not call them getting bowl eligible after they you beat did? Wisconsin? Dude, how about I think we got to give them some love that twenty-eight-three comeback. Absolutely, yes. Week. They're not. Michigan way, State is an absolute example. Isn't, isn't it funny how that was my not lock? I, I really that like was funny. it. That was funny. But I didn't take it. Dow's, I really like it. But that I'm was not, Dow's <laughs> 16 over one upset. I'm um, calling it, but I'm not betting yeah, it. Yeah. Um, I but, like, yeah. I like, uh, 14 and a half. I like UMass plus 41 against uh, Northwestern. Like Colin said, Northwestern can't score 41 points against air. Yeah. All right. They've had, they've had less than 38 points combined in the month of October. Um, I don't care. I don't care how bad UMass is. I, I don't. I don't. I don't care. I'm not sure. I don't think I, Northwestern's going to win like 34 nothing. Yeah. I will say, uh, UMass did lose to Rutgers like 56 21. I think. That doesn't <laughs> make me they, feel good about they this. They were up 21 7 early. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. Imagine if Rutgers would have lost. So I, when the line, when this, the lines came out originally before everything jumped up, I sent into the group chat that my lock of the week was the over in the Ohio State game. It was at 55 and a half. Yeah. So I'll keep that one in. But my other one, I got two. All right. UCLA plus 21. Going on the road. Pretty right. sure they're coming off a bye week. Big Chip Kelly fan. Big DTR fan. I like the Bruins. 
this is my I'm not picking it, or I'm picking it, I'm calling it, but I'm not betting it. <laughs> yeah. And although I might bet it, UCLA wins outright at Utah. Pac-12 after dark, Saturday night. I'm calling it. I'd love to see it. I'm going to put, like, they're plus what? 2,000? Yeah, I'm plus still baffled. I'm still baffled over this Toledo game I just lost, like, mere seconds ago. Uh, Johnny, they came all the way Johnny, back. Johnny, Johnny Beards just... Uh, just messaged me saying, I'm so hot right now. I literally cannot lose. Took NIU money line tonight and the over. And okay. on that note, Johnny Beards also has the Dollar General Parlay of the Week. No free ads, but I guess okay. we're giving Dollar General uh, an, an ad tonight. Um, the Florida Mizzou over, the Iowa or the Indiana Penn State under, the Michigan State Michigan over, and the Wisconsin Nebraska over. So big we'll have to – we'll, big over-under guy. We'll have to keep tabs on that. Um, so, yeah. Anything else while we wrap this up or are we – I think that's we, it. We're, that's we're it. content with what we did this week. Yeah. Hey, so. this is – I don't know if you've noticed. I don't think anybody's cussed this week. That's a good That's a good sign. Clean. We have a clean rating on iTunes. We've got to keep it that way. There you go. All right. Free Chase Young. A lot of hurt coming for Indiana. He says that every week. Did you say that last week for He Minnesota? did. He goes, big hurt coming for PJ. Jeez. You got to see how it's All right. Thanks for tuning in. Um, no chains attached on Twitter. Rate and subscribe. And, uh, and share the pod. Have a good weekend.